today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Good morning and welcome to the programme today. Minister Pippa Hackett on organic farming and the ash dieback compensation scheme. Bill Browder talks about the death in a Russian prison of his friend Alexei Navalny. Irish swimmer Daniel Whiffen takes a second gold at the World Championships. Why a shortage of public car charging points is putting some people off going electric. And physicist Dr Shane Bergen on why and how we see colours. Also author and journalist Bryony Gordon on her new book Mad Woman. Text us this morning on 51551. You can also email the programme todaycb at rte.ie. Now, a little later this morning, the Media Minister Catherine Martin is going to meet RTE's Director General Kevin Backhurst and Chair Shuani Rahali. The Green Party Deputy Leader summoned them over the weekend. This was in relation to the transparency of payments made to departing executives. Well, for more on this, I'm joined by Arthur Beasley, who's Current Affairs Editor with the Irish Times, and also Alan Dillon, Finnegal. TD for Mayo and also member of the Oireachtas Media Committee. You're both welcome, Arthur. I'm going to start with you because this meeting is due to begin in just under an hour and a half, we believe. What are we expecting from it? Good morning, Claire. I, I think the Kevin Backhurst and Shunni Rally are, uh, will come under some considerable pressure from the media minister to get ahead of this latest round of turmoil. Um, there's, a, there's been a great lack of transparency over what exactly went on when uh, very senior people left the organisation, both uh, in the period since this scandal erupted last June, that's now nine months ago, and indeed before it. And there's a sense that the more we hear, that the more RTE slides further and further into, um, in, into crisis, and there's no sense that this is going to end any time soon and the situation is pretty grave, it seems mm-hmm. to me. The statement that we had on Saturday from Kevin Backer said that RT will recoup the Coveney payment by July of this year. This is through savings. But we don't have clarity, Arthur, on the other RT severance packages that were paid out, whether some of them were paid out and whether there will be any related savings. Um, no, indeed. And um, I mean, the... the, the the, the, the use of the word recoup suggests the money is going to come back in, but it, it, I mean, it's not. I mean, the, the, these are uh, savings on the bottom line. Um, RTE has not said uh, how much uh, Mr. Coveney received. He hasn't uh, responded to questions for requests for comment, but uh, RTE has had many opportunities, as, as indeed has Mr. Coveney, to uh, dispute uh, reports that he received some €200,000, and that's a pretty large sum of money. Mm-hmm. And the other exit payments, or question marks over exit payments, can you take us through what you expect the DG and the Chair will be asked about today? Well, I mean, uh, Kevin Backhurst, in his in the statement he issued on Saturday, 
uh, he was pretty clear that the former head of legal and RTE, that's Paula Mullooly, she didn't receive an exit package when she left. He was pretty clear that Geraldine O'Leary, she was the head of commercial, that she didn't receive an exit package when she retired last year. Um, he said there was independent mediation between RTE and the former chief financial officer, that's Richard Collins. Uh, but there was no clarity as to whether a financial settlement or a payment was made in that case. Uh, and there has been no answer from RTE or indeed from John Williams himself, the former head of news, as to whether he uh, received an exit payment. So in 2022, that's um, uh, before this, uh, this affair broke into the open. But there's a, there's a lot of questions and the, the question really at this point is, how can RTE give reassurances to the government from whom it's seeking yet more money that the, that the money is going to be spent transparent, uh, transparently uh, and that there will be equity and fairness uh, when it comes to uh, any severance packages. And you're reporting today that senior people in RTE believe that the legal agreements that guaranteed confidentiality in relation to, you mentioned Richard Collins' exit, that's the former chief financial officer, that those agreements are watertight legally. And if you break them, you'd risk further litigation. Now, do you think it was wise for RTE to agree to such a clause? Well, it, 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 it may have had no option, and these clauses can have pretty serious legal implications. And certainly uh, the tenor of the statement that was issued on Saturday uh, by Kevin Backhurst uh, would suggest that uh, he believes RTE's hands are tied uh, when it comes to the agreement that was reached with Richard Collins. Mm-hmm. People will have seen Simon Coveney, who's Rory Cor- Coveney's brother, the Minister for Enterprise. He explained why he wasn't answering questions from journalists about his brother's affairs and that he had recused himself from Cabinet around any discussion in relation to all of this. Will he be forced to address it? Well, I mean, he, he is a very senior minister in the Cabinet. He's been in the Cabinet for a very long time. The Cabinet has responsibility for the public finances. That's a pretty serious matter. All that has had happened in RTE has uh, pretty serious implications for the public finances. It, it begs the question as to whether a minister would be allowed or would have a special area of reserve in which they wouldn't comment or wouldn't have any involvement in cabinet discussion if there was a banking crisis and they had a member, a, a, a sibling who was in a senior management position in a crisis-struck bank. Mm-hmm. We know that government and in particular RTE want to talk about the future funding of RTE and many had expected that that's where the conversation would be right now. But you say in your piece today that RTE has become a byword for rampant misgovernance and in the absence of absolute clarity on these exit payments, can that conversation about future funding happen? I don't think it can. I don't think it can. And uh, as I say, uh, the more we hear, the more there are reasons for concern. Um, We do know that Professor Neve Brennan of UCD, she is to submit a report on RTE corporate governance uh, to Catherine Martin uh, by the end of the month. Uh, it's very difficult to see that she would make uh, find anything other that there was a, there's been a grave absence of corporate governance in RTE. But uh, to say that 
governance is absent, is, is absent, it begs the question as to what's going to be done to fix it. And it, it seems to me that it's going to be very hard for the government to give money to RTE if RTE cannot demonstrate that, all is, that, it, that it is doing all that is required to restore public and political confidence. Arthur, thank you very much for that analysis. As I said, Alan Dillon, Fine Gael TD, a member of the Oireachtas Media Committee, is with us and listening to all of that. And you will keenly be awaiting any statements that emerge after that meeting today, Alan, between the Minister, Catherine Martin, the Director General of RTE and the Chair of RTE. So what are you expecting to hear? Well, certainly RTE needs to realise that this issue is certainly not going to to go away until all details uh, are published. Um, the station has dragged its heels uh, throughout 2023 uh, in relation to the drip feed of information uh, and its future uh, credibility is at stake. And I certainly do welcome uh, Catherine's, Minister Catherine Martin's position to, to bring them before uh, herself. And it's absolutely crucial now uh, that we have all information uh, published following this. This is not just about resolving the current uh, controversy, but more importantly, it's about establishing a culture of transparency and accountability uh, that will uh, prevent such issues from arising in future. And certainly, you know, for Kevin Backhorst, um, I think, you know, he cannot continue to hide behind the privacy lines. I, I think That's a mistake. I think the public have witnessed uh, a series of secret payments, deceptive accountancy practices uh, and concealments of information. And I think the taxpayer uh, is footing the bill here and it's proven to be an expensive one. So Mm -hmm. certainly RT must disclose the final figures for all packages. And this is not just about financial transparency, but also about restoring public trust and confidence in the institution. But how does he do that if, as he believes, because he has said this in his statement, that the legal agreements guaranteeing confidentiality, particularly in relation to Richard Collins' uh, situation, that that legal agreement is watertight. So what do you expect him to do to go against that legal advice? Well, certainly, he he said in the uh, media committee last week um, that the committee uh, will have to wait uh, the final figures uh, on the disclosure of RTE exit payments in their annual financial reporting. But I think that information needs to be readily available. It needs to be presented now. I I think the questions that have been asked are valid questions. Uh, And certainly I reiterate my position um, for Kevin Backhorst and and the chair of the board, Sheenie Rattley, to publish that details and all the exit packages of all executives. So ignore, the, certain, ignore their legal advice and risk litigation and further cost. I think it's important that if they have a figure uh, to present uh, in the 2023 uh, RTE uh, annual financial report, that that figure is presented and that figure is broken down. And I think then it's up to uh, the committee uh, to uh, investigate uh, who got what. Uh, and I think that's really important because we have seen reports uh, on Saturday uh, of €200,000 exit payment to Mr Coveney, uh, agreed by the DG and Sheenie Riley. And we need further explanation in relation to uh, what has been reported. Uh, and we need the full details uh, mm-hmm. on the financial arrangements, their worth uh, and how they came about. And this is not just about the sum of money involved, but also around the principles of, of fairness, um, uh, 
equity and accountability. Uh, and I, I would say again, um, we also learned that there was 2.6 million euros was provided in exit packages uh, to RTE executives since 2016. And we need to know more about these details. Uh, and again, we need to understand uh, the accountability for past actions we've seen uh, in recent days, the 450,000 euros that was given to the former CFO, Brido O'Keefe, uh, which uh, was not an exit package. Her position wasn't suppressed. And I think this is more about setting uh, a precedent for, for, as we say, transparency and accountability for the future. Mm-hmm. And it is really, really important now uh, that we uh, ensure that these matters are put to bed. Uh, and this includes, uh, as I said, the identities of those who received the exit packages, the exact amount and the processes followed uh, in these arrangements. And I think the public deserve to know these details to restore trust in our national broadcast. So just to be clear, you want full details on each individual exit package since 2016. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Uh, Packages that were approved uh, during the former DG's era uh, and also current packages that were approved Mm -hmm. uh, by the current DG, uh, Kevin Backhorst, uh, and approved by the executive board. Okay, well, Kevin Backhurst was when he was asked about Brida O'Keefe's exit package, he clarified and said that he's confident that the method of calculation for the lump sum payment to her, to Brida O'Keefe, was in compliance with the terms of the 2017 voluntary exit scheme. It's important just to to say that. So, when it comes to the the general point of exit packages, are you saying that RTE shouldn't be in the business of paying exit packages ever? Because you'll know, Alan that if you have somebody working in a place and you want them not to be working in a place, there are times where those people will have to be paid out of those contracts. I I, I agree to, to that point, Claire. Um, but certainly within the Oireachtas, uh, our objective here is to ensure that all exit packages uh, comply with protocols and procedures of exit schemes uh, and that there are executed according to proper HR protocols. We have seen that that hasn't happened uh, previously within RT. So what we're looking to do now is certainly investigate uh, and we're requiring the amounts and the identities of individuals who ha- who has resigned or received an exit package. Uh, and again, this is not just about scrutinising past actions, but as I said earlier, to ensure that there is a transparency uh, in the way that these packages uh, were presented. Where do you think this leaves the conversation about the future funding of RTE? Well, I think it's crucial and we we, we still await uh, the two outstanding reports in relation to, to governance and um, culture within RTE. I think it's really, really important. Um, there is political pressure mounting uh, on the current DG. Uh, we've heard comments uh, from both the Taoiseach and Tánaiste in relation to uh, the importance that these severance packages uh, are put into the public domain. And I think it's it's important now that RTE do uh, come forward uh, in the coming days and they cannot continue to leave this uh, hanging uh, for public commentary. Uh, and I would be hopeful following today's meeting that we would see some light in that regard. Alan Dillon, thank you for your time this morning. Fine Gael TD and also member of the Oireachtas Media Committee. Coming up next, Ash Dieback Compensation Minister Pippa Hackett on her plan for the forestry industry. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.